The SGPN Fantasy Football Podcast on the Sports Gambling Podcast Network is presented by WinBet. WinBet is now live in Colorado, Indiana, Michigan, New Jersey, Tennessee, Virginia, and Arizona. From boosted parlays to in-game odds on every major sport, WinBet has what you need to win. Sign up today to receive a $1,000 risk-free sports bet. Download the WinBet app now or visit winnbet.com and start winning today. We're also brought to you by Prize Picks. Prize Picks is DFS, simply picking your favorite player over and unders. Head over to prizepicks.com and use promo code SGP for a 100% instant deposit match. We're also brought to you by PropSwap, America's marketplace to buy and sell sports bets. Check out the new PropSwap.com and use promo code SGP on your first deposit to receive up to $500 in bonus cash. We're also brought to you by SoBet. Sign up today to bet against your friends and join the special betting revolution at SoBet.io slash SGPN. That's SoBet.io slash SGPN. We're also brought to you by Better Fantasy. Better Fantasy is a new free-to-play app that lets you sync your fantasy football league and bet on the head-to-head matchups. Download the app today or just head to betterfantasy.com slash SGPN. That's betterfantasy.com slash SGPN. And of course, do not forget to download the SGPN app, your home, for all of our free picks and podcasts. Week 13 is really, it's week 13 season. We are now entering week 13. This is Thursday, and the Thursday night game is yet to kick off, but we know that there is super action that's going to take place. I don't know. Jeremy, are we going to call tonight's game super action, the the Saints and the Cowboys? I I feel like this is going to be too much of a slaughter. I don't know if you can call it super action, but, you know, there'll be action. (laughs) There'll be action. It's fantasy football. I just saw something the last couple of games that they've played have like been like 10, nine or 10, nine, like 12, 19. So if you're betting, you might want to hit the under, especially with the injuries, lack of star players playing. Yeah. Well, and it's funny because, uh, Munaf loves the over on this because of the referees. So, um, it'd be interesting to see exactly what, what's going to pan out from all of this. But uh, anyways, we are not here to talk about Thursday night. We are here now, not just to talk about even week 13, as it were, because there are some of you out there, dynasty players in specific, is who are targeting this time, which is why we brought Jeremy Popolars back on. I'm sorry I buried the lead. Jeremy is back on the show with us this week uh, for another Thursday edition, uh, which I, I feel like we're doing a futuristic look on the outside of football on Thursdays. That That's the theme the last few Thursdays. Um, so for dynasty, right? I mean, now is the time to start assessing your team, uh, for the future. If you're, especially if you're out of the playoff picture this year, um, you might want to start making changes so that next year, uh, you're not in the same position and by in doing so targeting players that you want on your team for next season is always the way to go. So Jeremy is here to help us identify some of those players that can help turn your 2021 bad season into a 2022 championship season. Um, and so some of these names we have marked for uh, basically just who you want on your squad uh, to start building a, a new league around a lot of young guys on this list, a lot of guys that can help you uh, in the short term, but um, yeah, definitely. Jeremy has come up with, with 10 great names for you to target. So, um, Jeremy, I, I know you love dynasty as much as you love Debbie and, and almost more, right? Oh yeah, for sure. Probably more. Um, <laughs> dynasty's kind of been my thing. That's kind of what, I, that's the most that I play. Um, it's a little easier than like say Debbie or any of the other crazy, like a campus of Canton leagues. Um, you can kind of shut off for a little bit with dynasty at times. So like if you're a redraft player and you're trying, you want to get something that's a little bit more in depth or a little bit more like continuous dynasty is the way to go. Um, just because of that, you know, like you can kind of shut off in the summer, you know, it's not as, as bad as it sounds, but you know what I mean? Like, like for, if you play Debbie or you're like in any of that stuff, you kind of got to really pay attention because you're trying to see these younger kids at like, camp and stuff in college and you're kind of trying to get that leg up but with dynasty like you have a draft usually in the spring maybe a little bit in june july sometimes they falter out but then you kind of can shut off a little bit from july to august and then august comes and then it's like redraft you know you're in it to win it that season it's redraft every year pretty much um aside from being able to trade it and keep your players so 
you kind of have to have like a, a dual mentality. Each season's a redraft season. However, the players you have are forever. It's kind of how I look at it. And, and that's the draw, I guess, of Dynasty is that you get to build. It's like it's like Madden franchise mode, right? Where you get to build and, sure. and draft and do all that stuff. So that's one of the best features in Madden. And you get to do it for your fantasy league. So if you have not yet tried uh, Dynasty, I highly suggest you find somebody uh, to link up with and play Dynasty. I'm sure if you follow Jeremy on Twitter, he can always hook you up with uh, some folks that are out there looking to fill some dynasty because there's some orphan rosters out there that you can inherit too and and take over and uh, turn into winners, right? I mean, that's even more fun yeah. than building your own sometimes. <clears throat> so Yeah, for sure. Gives you a base platform. You kind of have something to start off of yep. instead of just going from nothing. Going for broke, but... <laughs> Uh, all right, so let's dive into some of these players uh, that we're talking about here this week. Again, if you're a dynasty player, please this is this is the show for you. Uh, we've we've kind of I don't want to say we ignored you for the most part for redraft, but you know, redraft's the sexy man in the room, so uh, we got to address him first. But we want you guys. Uh, you guys are sexy as well. So, uh, all right, here we go with the first player on the list. Uh, turn our attention to the tight end position, which I guess if you lock up a tight end. Uh, a good elite tight end, you might want to hold on to it for as long as humanly possible. And this is one that you should probably try to go after because Mark Andrews is in that conversation uh, for the last few years as, as one of the better tight ends out there. And it's hard to find a good one. So go ahead and make the case for why dynasty players should be chasing after Mark Andrews, Jeremy, and uh, we'll, we'll talk about him. Yeah, for sure. Um, if you follow me on Twitter, you probably have seen this week's kind of been my Mark Andrews week, but I, um, in the offseason, there was a lot of talk on who would or if anybody could close that gap on Travis Kelsey, who's always had a stranglehold on the tight end position, whether you play redraft and or dynasty. Um, he kind of always has a stranglehold. He's got about usually 100 or so points ahead of, say, like your second tight end option. And he just gives you a huge advantage. So this season was it was the talk. Was it going to be TJ Hawkinson, Kyle Pitts? Who was it going to be? And it seems to be Mark Andrews. He, has come on and he's averaging 15.5 points a game if you play in PPR leagues. And he's currently only 13 points behind Travis Kelsey for the season. Both played the same amount of games. And the best part about Mark Andrews is he's only 25 years of age. Um, and he also plays almost everywhere for the Ravens at the moment. I know the Ravens do lack wide receiver talent, like proven completely um they did bring in Rashad Bateman this past season and he looks good and should probably take a step forward next season however they still can use Mark Andrews in a variety of ways he's lined up 201 times in line tight end he's also lined up 276 times in the slot that's his highest um snap percentages out of the slot so they almost use him as like a big slot type receiver um and then he, he also has 97 snaps outside. So it's not like he's a, a strict inline tight end kind of a guy that's just, oh, I'm catching a couple touchdowns and calling it a day. He gets used everywhere. He's literally a weapon for the Baltimore Ravens. And especially in the red zone, Lamar Jackson loves to find him. Um, he's just one of those guys that, to me, he's in that tier of that Darren Wallers, the Kyle Pitts. I mean, yes, his, his ceiling's not as high as Kyle Pitts. He's probably not as athletic. But he's a guy that I think is cheaper still. People still just disrespect Mark Andrews. And for what you're trying to do with building a dynasty roster, you're looking for value and quality players. So if I'm going to try and get a tight end, I'm not going to go pay for Travis Kelsey or Darren Waller. Why not try and go after the guy who's a little bit less valued in Mark Andrews, who obviously is proving this season that he can put up numbers with these guys. And, and that's what I was going to say, too. He seems to be overlooked. I mean, he, he's basically in the conversation, but nobody talks about him. Uh, and it's a weird situation. So what would you be willing to give up for a, a Mark Andrews? What could Dynasty players expect to give up for a guy like Mark Andrews? Yeah, I I haven't really checked like a, a chart as of late. But I mean, a sp I feel like a second round pick and you might need to send like a little bit more. Um, a first rounder is hard to give up for Mark Andrews just because of the talent you can get in the first rounds of dynasty drafts. Um, but if you're really struggling at tight end and you feel like that's the piece you need, I'd be fine with giving up a, like a, a mid to late first round pick for him. 
Interesting. I mean, he can produce very well. So if yeah, if that's the one missing piece, then uh, probably don't be afraid to do that. Uh, all right, we talked about youth. Let's move to a very young man uh, who's taken this league by storm. Uh, not to the surprise of folks that have been following him for years, uh, like you, Devi folks, and you, Dynasty folks. Uh, but Jalen Waddell, uh, to most redrafters who who don't follow college football all that uh, intensely, uh, has really snuck up on a lot of redraft guys. Um, but again, this is somebody that's been on dynasty radars. Uh, and, and again, if you're short at wide receiver, if you're looking for help at wide receiver, um, Jeremy, tell us about, uh, the appeal of Jalen Waddell. Yeah, for me, um, I think Jalen Waddell was like one of those guys that fell off because of an injury at Alabama and his, in his, it was technically in his junior or his sophomore season. And then it kind of carried over the recovery was into the, junior year and we didn't get to see a lot of them last year so coming out everybody was like we've seen talent in the past but like this injury how's he going to affect from it and i feel like it kind of dropped his value a little bit in any type of format whether it was dynasty or redraft all the drafts he kind of slipped a little bit um however it was never a question that the talent was there and this year he's proving that again um he's wide receiver 10 currently he has 181 ppr points Averaging 15 points per game. And this is all as a rookie on an offense that doesn't really score a ton of points. Um, he kind of seems to be um, Tua's kind of go-to guy. He already has 103 targets. And he's on pace to, I, I believe, break the rookie record for targets um, if he continues this toward pace that he's on after the last couple of weeks. There's worry that when Devontae Parker comes back that that work volume goes down. Um, however, just what he does is so unique. He's kind of like Mark Andrews. You know what I mean? He lines up in the slot and outside almost just as much. Um, and then on top of that, he's just more than what people, what some people perceive him as is they almost gave him that Henry Ruggs 2.0, um, like mantra. Like they thought that he was just a burner. He kind of was a deep threat and that's just what he could do, but he's much more than that. He runs routes pretty well. Um, it's something that he's gotten better at and will get better at, but he does have that speed. You know what I mean? He has the game break game breaking speed. We saw it last week. I mean, he put up 137 yards last week. He was the wide receiver one in PPR at 28 points. So he has these abilities to be a game breaking, changing player. And for me, I, I'm just ready to buy in on him um, just because of the youth, the age, the trajectory of the Dolphins offense Tua looks like he's kind of putting it back together. He's tied to a young quarterback. And it's an offense that's willing to scheme to him. You know what I mean? They like to run those little mid to intermediate crossing routes and stuff, get the ball in his hands in space and allow him to produce after the catch, which is what he's so good at. And so much of fantasy we talk about is volume. And when a rookie is seeing this much volume, there's really, I mean, there's no place to go but down. But at a talent like this, I don't see it going down. In fact, that's that's really one of those building blocks that Miami is going to look to into the future to definitely, uh, and you're right. I mean, Tua has definitely been finding comfort with him. You know, Tua's the future. You know, Jalen's the future. So it stands to reason that these two can grow together and and really make something special happen. And if, if you have them on a dynasty league, you can enjoy that for three, four, five seasons. Um, so yeah, uh, price for, for Waddle. What, what are we, uh, what are we looking at for Waddle? What do you think? <laughs> probably a lot at the moment. Um, <laughs> it's probably worth it. Um, especially in the 22 class, there's not as much depth this year. So maybe you can con somebody in with like a first rounder and maybe another young, talented wide receiver or something like that, that hasn't really panned out yet. Like maybe a Brian Edwards, something like that. Maybe you can kind of wager that in there um but you might have to pay a lot more um i know i've had some discussions some people have jalen waddle up on like aj brown level so like you might be he might be harder to acquire um but there are some people still that don't believe in jalen waddle so that's what I, you might be able to find that guy that doesn't. So find the but he's person definitely a guy that I'm trying to get into. <laughs> find the person in your league that has been talking trash about Jalen Waddle all season long. Target that guy. Uh, all right, so let's move on to uh, this. Might this actually this guy may be a little bit easier to get than Jalen Waddle because of the fact that his offense is slumping something awful, uh, and and really Justin Fields. 
rookie, but still has yet to prove that he's got really anything for the NFL yet. Uh, and, and that may not change in the next couple of seasons even. But Darnell Mooney, young talent. We saw it. We've seen it in flashes. Um, but again, somebody that you think has the potential to carry you uh, farther into the future than at least the 2021 season has offered so far. So, Jeremy, tell us about Darren or Darnell Mooney. Yeah, I mean, like you said, we're talking about Jalen Waddle first, now Dar- or Darnell Mooney. Um, Dynasty's like a, a big thing to build around is wide receivers, and these two guys are two that are young of age, and I have more on the list that are also around this age, 24 years old. Um, currently the wide receiver 25. He's had 320 plus yard games this season. And I feel like the biggest thing holding him back is the offense. Um, Matt Nagy's offense just seems to kind of be very meh for all of their skill position players at the moment. Justin Fields, it seems like a breath of fresh or uh, a breath of fresh air for the Chicago Bears fans and probably many fantasy owners of any assets that are with the Bears. But it seems like he's kind of taken a little bit. It's going to take a little bit. He needs to still kind of groom. And he's not just like a, he's not ready to take that step yet. So for us as dynasty managers, the price on Darnell Mooney is still down. But he's proven to us over this year and last year, we saw flashes that he can be a, a lead receiver. He's seen 16 or so targets the last three weeks without Allen Robinson in the lineup. And in those two weeks, he's produced both over 120 yards. So he's proven that he isn't just necessarily a compliment receiver. He can also get the job done when, say, your lead receiver is out. So for me, I feel like Darnell Mooney is going to be a nice facet to that Chicago Bears offense for many years to come. Um, I also don't see Matt Nagy being there next season. I think you'll see a new offensive coordinator and hopefully they lean a little bit to something that's different that maybe not so run heavy. Maybe they go towards a pat more passing RPO type offense that Justin Fields ran in Ohio state and kind of build around what he's good at. And I think that will benefit um, Darnell Mooney a lot. So I'm thinking, look, he's got two tough games coming up against Arizona and green Bay. So if you want to if you want to buy in on the Darnell Mooney, I would probably wait after those two games because I feel like the numbers might deflate a little bit and then give two. You know, he's on a high right now, so the person that has him may not want to get rid of him for what you can get if you wait a couple more weeks, right? Yeah, I mean, a lot of trade deadlines are closing. Um, for some leagues, some leagues leave a trade deadline wide open, but it's definitely a good. It's definitely a good strategy what you're mentioning. You know what I mean? Wait for the guys to have a down week, even if they're a solid talent. Sometimes just a down week or two. And some dynasty owners, you know, we get that urge of like, what can we do? What what are you doing for me now? And it's not doing much. Um, but if Darnell Mooney's on a competitive roster or contender that maybe they see the playoff schedule, like you mentioned, it doesn't look great. The team doesn't look that awesome. Maybe they'll take like a... um trying to think of like a mid-level guy off the top of my head like a Corey davis or somebody along those lines that has some upside um but is more consistent right now for them to help them win a championship if you're a rebuilding team darnell mooney's a good target but i mean i'm not tossing like keenan allen or deontay johnson at them for darnell mooney but like if you could trade brandon cooks you know someone like that the brandon cooks um, Cortland Sutton kind of type players, I would be willing to make that move. There you go. There's a couple of good names. And I, I mean, Brandon Cooks is probably one of those guys that I would be willing to offer up. Uh, I love him to death, but he's like, again, what have you done for me lately? And hasn't done too much lately uh, for fantasy managers. Um, all right. Speaking of somebody who hasn't done anything lately, but I only say that because he didn't do anything the last couple of weeks due to bye weeks and injury. But that's A.J. Brown. Man, this is one of the more frustrating uh, situations I think that there is because you know A.J. Brown is lights out when he can be. Um, but unfortunately, this season has not really panned out uh, consistently enough for A.J. Brown. So this might be another person that you are able to grab because fantasy managers are frustrated with the inconsistency. Um, but I can't see that happening for very much longer, right, Jeremy? So grab him when you can. Yeah, I think A.G. Brown at this point is the guy that you need to key in on here of this group. 
Um, like you said, we've seen it twice this season. He's already had over 130 yards. One was 133, one 155. Both those games were 27 and 31 PPR points. He is a beast when he is healthy and playing well, and this offense is firing on all cylinders. Right now, Derrick Henry really hurts the offense not being in there. Um, the defenses don't have to respect the run as crazily as they have to with Derrick Henry. So now their play action isn't working as well. Ryan Tannehill's asked to do a little bit more than what he might be capable of doing at the moment. And like you said, AJ Brown's down for three weeks. Um, he missed week 12 already. Week 13, they're on a bye. He's not going to see the field for Jacksonville. And when he comes back, he gets Pittsburgh, San Francisco, and Miami, and Houston. So if you can get in on him, um, I'm willing to pay what A.J. Brown's price has been, um, obviously, which is a lot. Um, however, you might be able to get him slightly cheaper. For somebody who's trying to get into the playoffs, you're still going to have to pay for a quality talent. I mean, you're going to have to send them a, a lot. Um, don't expect to go into this and be able to get him for like a second round pick because a guy is mad at him. Like you're you're still you're still either probably giving up a good running back or a good another good wide receiver. Um or like if it's a rebuilding team, you might be able to give up Jalen Waddle plus to get um AJ Brown. You might be able to give up Michael Pittman to get AJ Brown. Some of these younger receivers, even like Terry McLaurin plus to get AJ Brown. So some of these that are guys that are still younger that have that potential plus but you're getting that stud player at a discounted value and somebody that you can build your dynasty roster around. And, and, and it's not, nobody's forgetting about AJ Brown. That's, that's the thing. I mean, when you're talking no. about some of these other guys, um, well, Darnell Mooney to be exact, people are probably forgetting about him because he's on the, on the bears and, you know, kind of written off the season, but no one's forgetting about AJ Brown. So you're right. You're going to have to come at it, uh, guns blazing, but Again, there are dynasty managers that just love to trade for the sake of trading. So you also might want to find that A.J. Brown. I mean, check the guy's uh, history and transaction history. If he's down to deal, uh, there's there's obviously a, a deal to be done for a guy like A.J. Brown. And like like I said, the rest of this season, he'll probably you know do a, a lot of what he's doing with the inconsistency. But I got to think that next season... I don't think Julio Jones is going to be sticking around uh, Tennessee again. Uh, and, and so that's not going to eat into his production. And A.J. Brown is just going to go off next season. Yeah, and I, I foresee that. And like I said, if you're a rebuilding team, say you're a rebuilding team and you have Devontae Adams. I mean, why not? Maybe you can even get A.J. Brown like plus maybe something like a, a less higher-end prospect or like a later pick, a second or third or something for – Devonte Adams, you know what I mean? Like you, it, Devonte Adams helps a contender better. And if you're rebuilding and you have Devonte Adams, you know you're not making the it this year. The rumors of Aaron Rodgers not coming back would definitely hurt Devonte Adams. And who knows where Devonte Adams goes next year? He may leave if Rodgers leaves. So for me, like I'm fine with sending somebody like that for AJ Brown, just because in a rebuild, I want that youth and that upside where Devonte Adams still has it, but there's concerns around him and he's aging. So if I'm not winning this year, why not make a move like that? Redraft players all over the world held, the, held their collective breaths hearing you mentioned Devontae Adams in a trade. Nobody's getting rid of him in a redraft. But, I mean, these are the decisions you got to make in Dynasty, which is why uh, this episode is for you because uh, that's a tough decision to make, letting go of Devontae Adams. But, um, all right, speaking of people that uh, folks have forgotten about, and, look, I love that you put this name on the list because I – am fully behind Calvin Ridley and the opportunity for him to come back uh, refreshed, ready to go, and just guns a-blazing. Like, I, I have a feeling that Calvin Ridley is going to take this time to collect himself, however long that is, um, and really come back a, a more powerful receiver than he was before, and, and maybe in a better situation in Atlanta than he was before. So I, as a dynasty manager, would probably love Nothing more than to take somebody up on a Calvin Ridley if they're giving up on him uh, for the rest of his career. So, Jeremy, I'm sure you feel the same, which is why you put him on the list. Yeah, for sure. I, I've i I've loved Calvin Ridley from day one. They stepped foot in the, in, uh, the NFL. A great route runner, just a, a route runner technician. He's was great in Alabama. He coming out, that was his thing. And you see it. I mean, some of the work that he does on the goal line, just creating so much separation and just – 
he does everything well. You know what I mean? And he's just a great wide receiver. And like you said, he needed to step away for himself, and that's completely respectful, respectable. And I just, I don't think he's done. You know what I mean? I, I think he needs his time, and he's going to get himself right. We've seen it with other receivers. Um, Stefan Diggs has come out and said that he was in a place like that. You know what I mean? And sometimes it just hits at the wrong time. Not that ever something is at the wrong time, but it seems like, you know what, in season, okay, it, it happened to him in season. And for a lot of people, they're like, oh, why are you doing this, blah, blah, blah. But, like, it's just a bad time. Maybe other receivers, it's happened in the offseason, and they were able to get over it without missing games, and they're not being a big, like, uproar about it. But he should have done what he did, and he is doing what he needs to do. And like you said, even if he doesn't come back as a better receiver, what he already was was a top 12 dynasty receiver. I mean – and there's some people that believe that he's done um, at age 26. He's going to be 27 if he misses the rest of the season. So a lot of people at that point, they're like starting to think, oh, let's move on. Let's go to the younger guys, the Jalen Waddles, the Michael Pittmans, the Debo Samuels, people like that. They're ready to make that transition in dynasty. But I still think Calvin Ridley at 27 is going to be a very key factor for this Atlanta Falcons offense when they come back. He saw 50 two targets in the five games that he played. He was averaging almost over 10 targets a game. And even with Kyle Pitts there, I think once he comes back, like you said, the Atlanta Falcons should have a better offensive line. Hopefully they address that in the offseason. Matt Ryan might be a little bit better slash. They may have a younger quarterback or hopefully they have a better run game. I mean, Cordell Patterson has stepped in great, but also maybe another player who's not there. So I just feel like what Kellen Ridley can give you and the price you can probably get him at for right now especially depending on who the manager is. Maybe they are at that point that they're like, oh, his career's over. I'm done. I just want to move on. You might be able to get him pretty cheap. Yeah, I definitely would gauge the interest of, of the Calvin Ridley manager because, again, a lot of folks have written him off. And and if that, I mean, no one's actually flat out cut him that I can really tell. I mean, even in redraft leagues, he's still yeah. rostered on 77% of leagues in Yahoo and 76% ESPN. So people are still holding on even in redraft where, you know, uh, roster churn is a thing. So, you know, again, you're, you're left. The people that are giving up on him still have him and may want to field an offer or two, especially if you come with a, a really good one. So, um, I like your Calvin Ridley call, Jeremy. Uh, I, I like the guy. Um, I respect him for what he did. I know there's a lot of folks that, that, uh, don't respect people trying to look out for themselves but, uh, you know, everybody hits a breaking point and you can't professional athletes are under a lot of pressure too, just like the rest of us. Um, all, only theirs come with a lot more zeros afterwards, but, uh, yeah, <laughs> I, I definitely respect anybody that needs to step away, uh, to take a breath. Speaking of stepping away, we're going to step away. We're going to pay some bills when we come back. We got five more to go through for your dynasty trade targets, uh, to hopefully help you win. Uh, maybe not this year, but at least in the coming year. So hang tight. We'll be right back. Are you ready to win money and boost your odds? Of course you are. WinBet is now live in Arizona, Colorado, Indiana, Michigan, New Jersey, Tennessee, and Virginia, bringing the excitement of win Las Vegas to online sports betting and casino play. You get exclusive rewards right at your fingertips. So get in on all of your favorite teams, players, sports from the NFL, NBA, MLB, NHL, golf, MMA, WNBA, college football, and so much more. Plus, WinBet has some brand new bonuses for yet another week of NFL action. So please make sure to get in and use some of those bonuses on your favorite week 12 action new users you bet a dollar you can win a hundred dollars on any sport plus you can get up to fifteen hundred dollars as a free bet on WinBet if you make a first deposit of twenty dollars or more and whatever your first wager is WinBet is going to match it 200 so you bet a hundred bucks you're going to get two hundred dollars for free of course that max wager is an effect of seven hundred and fifty dollars so that hundred one thousand five hundred dollar match it's still in effect. Great promos, odds, payouts all happening right now at WinBet. From boosted parlays to live in-game odds on every major sport. We have what you need to win. Are you ready to play? Sign up today. You're going to get a special offer. It's a risk-free $1,000 sports bet. So bet big, win bigger with WinBet. Download the WinBet app now or visit winnbet.com. Prize Picks. We are brought to you as always by Prize Picks. It is the easy way to play daily fantasy. It's daily fantasy simplified. Look, you pick two to five players and an over/under on their projection, and you can win up to ten times 
on any entry. You can use the promo code SGP right now. You're going to get a 100% deposit match up to $100. It's you versus the projected numbers. That's it. No middlemen, no nothing. You versus your knowledge. Prize picks, ton of stats to choose from, including yards, receptions, touchdowns, fantasy points, so much more. Plus, it allows mixed sports entry, so you can take the over on LeBron on one side, combine it with the under on Mahomes in the very same entry. Very few places you can do that. Prize picks also offers every sport you can think of, like NFL, college football, NBA, college basketball, MLB, soccer, MMA. Pretty much if you could think about it, it's probably there. Price Picks also has an award-winning, easy-to-use mobile app, both on the App Store and on Google Play. It's 4.8 star rated in the App Store with rave reviews, plus entries can be made in 60 seconds or less. It's literally that easy. Price Picks also offers safe and fast withdrawals, so make sure you head over now to pricepicks.com. Use that promo code SGP for the 100% deposit match. We're also brought to you by PropSwap, America's marketplace to buy and sell sports bet. If you are not using PropSwap, you seriously are missing out. PropSwap is America's number one app to buy and sell sports bet. You can find the best odds in the country because you're buying directly from other bettors. Use promo code SGP on your first deposit. PropSwap's going to double it up to $500. Double the cash once again, means double the odds. If you love sports betting, you're listening to this. I know you do. You need to be using PropSwap. Sellers across the country list their sports bets for sale and thousands of buyers visit PropSwap every day to find the best odds on futures, props, and parlays. The average prop swapper makes $500 a month just buying and selling sports bets on PropSwap. Who couldn't use an extra 500 bucks a month? Especially now with the holidays coming around, you could use that. So get started today. Going to PropSwap.com or download the PropSwap app. PropSwap is where America buys and sells sports bets. As we return to this episode of the SGPN Fantasy Football Podcast, we remind you that Jeremy Popolars is here with us. We're talking dynasty football, fantasy football, as it were, and trying to get your rosters straight for years to come, hopefully, uh, especially if you're somebody who is one or two pieces away from making that playoff push, that championship run, and you're looking for some help. And, uh, I mean, you may not be able to get there this year, but certainly with our help, uh, mainly with Jeremy's help, I'm just here to, you know, let him talk and do his thing. Uh, you can make those fantasy playoffs next year and take home the title and be the man because you made moves like this. Um, so let's turn our attention back to, uh, Baltimore, Jeremy, where you have given us JK Dobbins as somebody to target for your dynasty future i like this call i really do jk dobbins an absolute monster up until the point where he got hurt this season uh oh maybe not this season obviously he wasn't a monster but last season he was definitely a monster uh and somebody who because he's been sitting on the ir on a roster for the the better part of this season somebody may be ready to move because they need a piece to win now so uh jeremy tell us about jk dobbins and what he brings to the table I mean, J.K. Dobbins coming out of Ohio State was just a phenomenal pure runner. Um, he fit that Baltimore scheme perfectly. Um, he is a perfect fit and complement to what Lamar Jackson and that offense can be. And we see it even with Devontae Freeman. Devontae Freeman's getting 20-plus touches the last couple weeks, and he's scored two weeks of 16 and 18 PPR points. Now, this is basically a lead role for Devontae Freeman at the moment. Um Latavius Murray is there. He kind of sees a couple the last couple weeks. But J.K. Dobbins could be double the production that Devontae Freeman gives you. Devontae Freeman is 29 years of age and isn't the best runner in comparison to J.K. Dobbins. What J.K. Dobbins could have been in this offense this year is just unfathomable. And I was heartbroken to see him take that injury in the preseason. Um, he's one of the guys that I've, I've beat a drum on for many years, the last couple of years of his career. And I just believe deeply that J.K. Dobbins in his return will come back stronger, if not better, um, from this ACL tear. And I know Gus Edwards is also there, but I'm not as worried. I think just how productive and how efficient J.K. Dobbins was, was averaging almost six yards a carry in his rookie season and putting up, like you had mentioned, Rod, um, just – 
great numbers as a rookie, and they were going to include him even more. And you're seeing it with Devontae Freeman. He's getting more receptions. And this is the offense that they wanted to run with J.K. Dobbins. And there could have been more running back receptions. It was just because of the injury. They didn't necessarily have the backs to do that. So for me, I think they want to get away from Lamar running as much as he does. They still want to use it as a weapon, but they don't want it to be 10 plays a game or more of just Lamar Jackson running quarterback draws or sweeps or however they want to do it. They want to get it more where these running backs are more involved. And I think coming back next year, I think J.K. Dobbins is going to have a monster year. And I just I'm in on it. I think like you'd mentioned, it's the perfect time to buy. You're getting to that playoff push. Some of these contenders want to make that push and they have Dobbins sitting on the bench. And if you're rebuilding or you're just like right on that fringe team, I think he's a guy that I'm willing to give a first round pick for or more just because this class's running backs aren't great in 2022. I mean, you're getting a couple good tiered guys, but if you're playing one draft or super or one quarterback or super flex, I mean, if you don't have a top five pick, you're not getting a good running back this year. So why not send a first round pick and maybe a little bit more of a guy that could help this team this year and get a guy who could be, your greatest addition in the offseason in J.K. Dobbins. I mean, he finished off his rookie season with six straight games with a rushing touchdown, right? I mean, that 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 kind of stuff builds momentum into the next season. Obviously, unfortunately, it didn't work to his favor having to sit out. But, you know, we, we, we know it's there. And I love J.K. Dobbins. I really do. I love watching him play. He runs hard. And if I were a dynasty manager uh, looking to build for the future, I would certainly go after him. I'm not worried about the injury because those things happen, you know, the, the freak injuries. But if somebody is uh, one of those guys that says, oh, well, now he's injury prone. Uh, okay, fine. Give me J.K. Dobbins. I'll take that risk uh, and, and take home the, the title afterwards. Um, all right. So let us move on to Denver. I wish Jerry Judy. Look, Jerry Judy performs wherever he's at, right? I mean, uh, but the fact of the matter is he's in Denver. And he there's so much more could be done with Jerry Judy if he was just not in Denver. Uh, but for the time being, we still trust Jerry Judy, right? Uh, to, to lead you into a future championship possibility, right? Yeah, and I, I put this, I put him on the list. His, his value has been pretty high. Um, I have tried to acquire him in a couple of my own dynasty leagues. And people know Jerry Judy's very good. Um, so he's a hard buy. However, I'm putting this on the list on the basis of the recent news. The Broncos signed Tim Patrick. They signed Cortland Sutton. They have Javante Williams, who's kind of breaking out partially, and it's a run-heavy offense. So I'm looking at this as in maybe there's an owner or a manager that has Jerry Judy, and they want to move on because they're afraid the passing volume is not going to be there. Maybe they're afraid that the Broncos are too good, that they're not going to get a top-tier quarterback in this next draft, and they're not going to be able to bring anybody in. They might have Drew Locke or Tay Bridgewater again, and they worry that you get the reproduction of what we have this year, which is Jerry Judy kind of underperforming at times. Some of these receivers getting like four PPR points a week. So for me, I'm looking for that manager that kind of is a little bit unsettled by the signings of Tim Patrick and Cortland Sutton to longer term deals. You're still going to have to pay up a first plus, but I still like Jerry Judy as a breakout candidate. I liked him this year as a breakout candidate. Unfortunately, he got injured early in the season and we didn't really get to see him fully break out. However, he still is an extremely great route runner, creates a, a ton of separation and he fits Teddy Bridgewater and he'll fit any quarterback that comes in there. I still think he's the best receiver in this core. Um, and I think he can kind of get that Keenan Allen role at some point. I think Car- Cortland Sutton, you could see being like the Mike Williams role. We'll use the chargers just because both of them have been successful and we've seen it this season. So I could see that offense kind of looking that way once they upgrade the quarterback position. So for me, I'm just feeling out the um, manager with Jerry Judy and just trying to kind of, gauge the price. I'm not ready to give up like two first round picks or anything crazy, but they might be nervous and you might be able to get them for a first and maybe a player that could help them this season or just kind of a guy that's nearing the end of his career. Maybe you could make a trade of like Adam Thielen for Jerry Judy. Um, And right now with Adam Thielen is great, but in the next couple of years, you're going to see a drop off from him. And if you're rebuilding, Jerry Judy is a great piece to build around. 
And the price for Thielen is probably pretty good too, as far as what you can get back from because he's he's doing all right. He's doing enough to where the the price will stay. And and for a guy with depressed value like Jerry Judy, I think that that's a probably, that's a trade you could probably make Adam Thielen for Jerry Judy. Yeah, and and Thielen's a hard trade because it, it's he's a hard sell. Yeah, he's done. He's great. I mean, he's wide receiver seven right now, and he was great last season the problem is he's 31 like when, when's the cliff coming you know what i mean you have Kirk cousins there it's a heavy offense like they're still productive justin jefferson and thielen but it's like nobody a lot of people at least in my dynasty leagues no one's going to give you a first round or second round for adam thielen but you might be able to coerce jerry judy or one of these younger wide receivers for thielen just because the perceived value everybody kind of thinks like a first is super valuable Versus like maybe just another player. Sometimes they get like, there's some value discrepancy there. I'll say. Yeah. Well, first rounds don't always pan out in dynasty anyways. It's, I mean, you're mm-hmm. right. It's, it's always a, a crap shoot anyways. Um, but I'm sure somebody might've spent a first rounder on your next uh, pick. And that's Michael Carter. Uh, obviously a running back on a very bad offense. Can I, how, how many varies can I fit into the next three minutes to say how bad the Jets offense really is? Um, obviously hurt now. So now's the time to go for him, right? Yeah, that's what I'm looking at. Um, again, like you said, it's a bad offense. He started slow. He had a very small window once Zach Wilson wasn't at the helm, um, as well as Elijah Moore. You saw both of them kind of break out without Zach Wilson. Um, unfortunately, Zach Wilson's kind of struggling, just making the Jets offense look even worse than what it probably is. The scheme itself is a good scheme. We've seen it work in San Francisco. It's fairly similar to that. And Michael Carter fits that scheme. Um, We saw in that mini breakout that he had before he got injured, he has 47 targets on the season with 32 receptions and 308 yards receiving, as well as 111 attempts on the ground and 430 yards with four touchdowns. So he's a multi-versatile back. He runs harder, even though he's a smaller running back. He runs pretty hard. He can run between the tackles. And he does a lot of good things well. I mean, at UNC, he was a great tandem with him and Javante Williams. They both split the carries. They both looked great at all times. And I anticipate the Jets to get better under Robert Sala. I just think it's a better coaching staff. I think they're doing well. They have things and pieces in line to get better. Right now, I feel like the limit on the offense is really Zach Wilson. So once Zach Wilson takes that step, this offense is going to get even better. Um, I don't anticipate Tevin Coleman coming back. So I think Michael Carter will get that lead next season, and they'll be ready to, to kind of hand the reins over to him. They might bring in another back that might be a little bit bigger, maybe a little bit of a bruiser style, and they might rotate through kind of like a Kyle Shanahan system. But I think he's been productive on his limited touches. We saw it even at UNC, too. He, he doesn't need a ton of touches to get a lot of points. He's not like one of those backs, like a Barkley back or something that like really needs the volume to get going. So for me, I don't mind trying to go after Michael Carter. I think his value is still a little bit less. Um, like you had said, Rod, I think in one quarterback, most people spend a first rounder on Michael Carter, anticipating this, anticipating him to be better. And a lot of times if you, you can get some dynasty managers in like a, a down state, you know what I mean? It, it, you select, say, Kyle Pitts with your first pick, and he ends the season as tight end 10. You're disappointed. You're like, this is upsetting. Like, I'm not going to hold on to this guy. He's not going to pan out. And you can usually sometimes buy into guys at that point, and that's when they're at their cheapest. And I feel like Michael Carter might get there. Like you said, he's on injury right now. You're not going to see him. Why not feel it out and see if you can send like a running back that's useful now for a guy if he's on a – because it would have been a late first-rounder, so it's probably on a contending team. See if you can send a, a Daryl Henderson or somebody like that that's going to help them win now and get Michael Carter to help you build for next season. I love that. Such good insight. Like I, I wish I was more active in Dynasty so that I could benefit from this. I'll get there. I drafted my first Dynasty team uh, this offseason, so we'll see how that builds up. I'm contending. I'm, I'm actually in the playoff hunt. So I'm pretty excited about it. I got a decent enough team, uh, but I, I will definitely start looking for some of these guys uh, to, to go after. So better fantasy. It's a new free to play app that lets you sync your fantasy football league and bet on the matchups. You can cash out for gift cards when your bet hits and even help raise money for charity along the way. It's a brand new company. They want to grow their early adopter community. So get in there. It's the slick and 
fun app to use. One of the reasons we love it so much is that they're offering prop betting. So if you're in a state that hasn't legalized gambling yet, and I know I'm sitting in a chair in a state that's like that, you can get in on some prop bets on Better Fantasy Plus. They just added a cool bonus. If you can get your entire league, listen to this, entire league to join better fantasy they're going to give the league a 150 dollars gift card to get a sick ass trophy from trophysmack.com who what league does not need a trophy right i mean if you're playing in one without a trophy this is a great incentive to get in it's free so it's totally free to play download today for the android or iphone check them out today at betterfantasy.com slash sgpn that's b-e-t-t-o-r fantasy.com slash sgpn I want to know when did sports betting become so rigid? Sports betting is meant to be social, right? So when I picture sports betting, I'm picturing bootleggers with mustaches, tossing bet arounds in a speakeasy. Well, SoBet is taking the social lineage of betting and putting a modern twist on it, but providing a modern platform. SoBet is changing the game with their new product. Head over to SoBet.io and create an account for yourself and see for yourself. Through their fully functioning and free web application, you can access a demo of their app, which will launch next fall. The app includes consensus lines from Vegas, a feed of what other people are betting on, and the ability to send friendly wagers to anyone you know via text, QR code, links, and so many other methods. No money is transacted on the app, and it is purely competitive. So the next time you are with your friends watching sports, turn up the dial a notch. Go to SoBet.io and see who can hit the most ridiculous bets. Users have the ability to place bets off Vegas odds or generate a bet by changing any metric they want, as long as somebody is on the other side to accept. Let's get back to the roots of betting with SoBet. Go to SoBet.io slash SGPN. That's SoBet.io slash SGPN today to join the revolution. And as always, the SGPN app is now live and available for you on the App Store and the Google Play Store, giving you easy access to all of our picks and our podcasts. While you're at it, toss this show an app review and download the SGPN app today. Some of these guys are on my roster, and our common theme is injuries and not playing. So that explains how my dynasty season's going. <laughs> well, this is another name that falls in line with that exact one, and we're talking about Clyde's Edward, Clyde Edwards-Hilaire, uh, somebody who I was pretty high on coming into this season, uh, and I think really more last season than this season. I think last season when he burned me, I was... I was done, but, uh, you know, here's the thing. You're going to have to sell me on this one, Jeremy, because CEH had a good week last week, but man, it's just been, I don't know. It's been frustrating because he's been good. He's been bad. Uh, I can't find that middle ground with them. So, so make the case for CEH for me, please. Yeah. I mean, I think there's just a big, the problem with, with Edwards Alaire is he got drafted way too high. People had super high. He wasn't. In the nicest way possible, he was nowhere near a 1-1 or should have been the highest draft pick of that class for the running backs. Um, He was far less talented than Jonathan Taylor. He's far less talented than J.K. Dobbins. He's far less talented than DeAndre Swift. He is right in that tier. He just seems like he was the the least talented of those guys. I mean, you could argue he could have been ahead of Cam Akers just because he was more polished and put together, but Cam Akers had a higher upside. So he just, I feel like people put him on a pedestal and they were like drafting him one, one in one quarterback leaves. And he was like two or three in super flex leagues just because it was the chiefs. He's going to score a ton of points. Andy Reed does great things with running backs, shady McCoy, Brian Westbrook. Like this is what we were expecting. And he's just not, He's not getting there. And I think everybody's disappointed on him and he's just everybody has a sour taste. And for me, that's somebody that I don't mind to buy into at a price is right. For example, he's had four um double digit PPR weeks of the six games that he's played. Um he hasn't been as bad as people think. He's had two hundred yard games on a team that he only sees 14, 17 touches. I mean, he's not getting a ton of volume because this offense does pass a lot. However, he is scoring. Um, he only has one touchdown this season. It's another knock that people don't like is because he isn't getting the red zone touches. It tends to go to Daryl Williams, but he struggled in the red zone at times. And it's something he's learning. He is a smaller back, but I think it's, 
he has a fifth-year option. I don't think Kansas City is going to give up on him. And, again, this season is another one. He lost it to injury. We don't know. I mean, he came back off of injury, and he rushed for 63 yards at 5.5 per carry, scored a touchdown, had two receptions, and scored 15 points, and people still aren't happy. Like, I mean, it's an RB2, possibly a low-end RB1, depending on the week. Like, he's a good fantasy option, and I just think people are just really – bitter about him and I think you can get him for a good price and I don't know if the Chiefs hold on to Daryl Williams I mean he might you know what I mean he could be a cut I mean he could move on I just I still believe in CEH as a decent fantasy option I don't believe in him as a 1-1 and I'm not going to pay the price of a top 12 dynasty running back but he's a solid running back two option and I think if you can get him at that price I'm fine with paying that and it could be him and Gore next season. You know, yeah. really, I, if they keep Derek Gore, they they might just have him and, and cut uh, Williams for, for, like you said. So uh, that means that I'm sure CEH sees a, a bump because Williams, a little bit better than Gore, I think, if, if you know, we're, we're being honest here. So uh, I think it's primed for CEH, but I think they need somebody to keep just in case he gets injured again. Uh, and, and really, that's where it is. Um all right, fine. I'll give him another shot. I'd be willing to, and, and look, you could probably get him for a pretty decent price right now too, right? I mean, and there's a lot of That's what I'm saying. The, the upside's still there. Everything you wanted and you paid 1-1 for is still there. It's the same player. He's a little bit better. He's get, gotten seasoned. The offensive line's better. The offense is in just kind of shambles this season, but it's going to turn back around. It's the Chiefs. It's, it's Andy Reid. I mean, it's all there. But now you're getting it at a discounted price. So why not take that risk? If you're rebuilding, I think it's a great piece or a middle-of-the-road team who he could pay off. I mean, he could start popping off 16, 18-point weeks all next season. We don't know. You know what I mean? So Take a swing, right? Take a swing. Can't win if you just sit there and watch that stuff go by. Um, all right. This guy, again, you're going to have to do – you're going to have to do some convincing for me, Jeremy, uh, because – I've seen Probably a lot of people. I was, <laughs> look, you are going to win the internet if you can convince people to go after Jameis Winston in dynasty formats. So I'm going to give you the floor to do so. Yeah. For me, Jameis Winston still, still a young quarterback. Um, the ACL tear kind of really, really hurt him. He was having a good season um, in his eight games. I mean, he had a 59% completion percentage which is fairly okay. I mean, it's not great. It's not over the moon, but it's not the worst. Um, but he had 14 touchdowns to three interceptions in eight games. Now, that's a huge step forward from what he was a couple seasons ago when he threw 30 for 30, was it, I believe. And he's gotten better. Um, I don't know if it was the offense just kind of limiting him, if it's Sean Payton being able to kind of be like, all right, let's limit those risk-taking throws. Let's, let's find that intermediate range and just get you high-percentage throws or what. But Jameis definitely looked better. He just looked better. He looked like he's seasoned. He learned from the other guys around him. And so let's look at the rest of the quarterback landscape. You have the football team. They have Taylor Heineke. Hasn't really won his job. Definitely could be replaced next season. New Orleans, Taysom Hill, Simeon, definitely need a quarterback. Pittsburgh, Ben Roethlisberger's not looking great. Highly unlikely he returns next season. And if he does... I don't know what Pittsburgh's thinking. Denver, <laughs> Teddy Bridgewater isn't doing anything to win the job um, for the future. He's doing great now. He's a great bridge quarterback, but he's not the answer. Green Bay, what if Aaron Rodgers moves on? What if they decide that Jordan Love really isn't fully ready? They could need another bridge guy. Detroit, Jared Goff has proven there was a reason the Rams moved on. Philadelphia, all the rumors that they don't love Jalen Hurts. Jalen Hurts has looked good. They're a dark horse. They could keep him. They have a ton of picks in the first 10 rounds or 10 picks. So Philly's kind of, I don't really believe that they're going to look for a quarterback, but there could be. Carolina, Cam Newton didn't work out so much in week two of his starting. Sam Darnold, kind of another one that I had high hopes for. I thought he could have revived his career. He may just be not there. So for me, a guy that was averaging 17 points pre-injury per week um, at uh, in the, his 20s, and now you look at the 22 class who has a bunch of guys that have a ton of question marks. 
No one, no one knows who's the QB one. Matt Corral has a ton of question marks. Sam Howell is decent, but doesn't have great attributes to be like, oh, this guy's going to be a great NFL quarterback. Kenny Pickett can make some throws, but he has his own flaws. There's no real QB one this season in the draft. Um, there could be a guy that emerges, but it doesn't look great. So there's not enough to fill some of these spots. I believe Jameis Winston does find a starting role somewhere, and it may be back in New Orleans. And if it's back in New Orleans, Michael Thomas, Camaro, all these weapons are great. Even anywhere else, Denver, Washington, they all have weapons. And I just think that he still has upside at his age. And especially if you're playing super flex, he's probably pretty much free. You know what I mean? Like people are just bittered by Jameis Winston. They gave him a shot and he tears his ACL, unfortunately. But again, what is he doing for me now? He might be a free agent in some leagues, depending on how deep your dynasty league is. That's what I was about to say. You could find him on the waiver wire. Like this guy to me just seems like a guy that if I'm in a rebuilding state, if I'm out of the playoffs, I'm going to drop like some meaningless, like a Jamison Crowder, some meaningless older receiver or player that, isn't going to help me in the future. And I'm going to stash Jameis Winston and just see what happens. I mean, you don't know. I mean, he could be a starter next year and he could be a top 24 quarterback next season or top 12. What do they kids I mean, say? it's a stretch, but like, I mean, <laughs> there's that opportunity and sure. why not take the risk? You know what I mean? Like every pick that you make in dynasty is a risk. You don't know. You know, I mean, Trey Sermon went in the first round in a lot of dynasty leagues this year. And what did it get you? Got you watching Elijah. I was going to say, got you watching Elijah Mitchell take all the carries. Yeah. Uh, So, well, the kids say YOLO. So, I mean, that's, that's what it is. YOLO. Just uh, take take that swing on, on Jameis Winston and hope for the best. Uh, I I mean, I don't hate it. Again, like you, you make, you had a pretty good argument and just at at a, at a price where you can get him. um, He's worth probably a back of the, the roster type of a situation. If he hits, he hits. If he doesn't put him back on the waiver wire. Yeah, it's just so, especially if you're playing super flex, you know, quarterbacks are mm-hmm. are pricey. I mean, every quarterback costs you almost a first-round pick in value in super flex. So if you can go and get a kid in his 20s that showed improvement year over year and could definitely be a starter in a place like Pittsburgh or New Orleans or Washington next season, I I just think that it's a smart move, in my opinion. I mean, it, it could pan out to be nothing. But it's worth the risk. You know what I mean? The reward's definitely worth the risk. Well, I defer to your uh, knowledge on that because, again, uh, you are the dynasty guy. Uh, and then, you know what? Who knows? I'll, I'll look and see where Jameis Winston is on my dynasty roster because I think I might need some help in my in my quarterback uh, situation there in that league too. It is a super flex. Uh, it's awesome. hard. Super flex is hard. Yeah, you know? it is. Because you get some, some guys in your leagues will draft four of them mm-hmm. and they have four starters and then there's people who have one or two. And then you've got and Teddy Bridgewater. It, yeah, and then you're trying to acquire them, and the value is high. It's hard to get quarterbacks and super flex. So. Agreed. Uh, all right, Jeremy, thank you so much. Man, you have laid down so much knowledge uh, today. That it, It's such – when I bring you on, I always know that I'm going to give these listeners so much – I'm not going to give it. You're going to give them so much knowledge <laughs> and so much actionable stuff. So – uh, thank you so much. And let everybody know where they can find the rest of your uh, depth of knowledge. Yeah, for sure. Um, you can find me on Twitter at Pope's FFH. I'm always open to answer questions, whether it's just a direct tweet, you want to DM me, however you want to do it. I'll answer anything. Um, redraft, I can handle, I can handle Dynasty, um, <clears throat> anything like that. Um, if you want to go a little bit more in depth and you want to read some articles, you can find me over at the sports gambling podcast network. Um, I have a ton of stuff over there from, like I said, dynasty redraft. I kind of write a lot of it, mostly dynasty though, like Rod had said. Um, and I do have some stuff over at yards per fantasy.com. He is Jeremy Popolars. He is the man and we enjoy having him on. So Jeremy, thank you again. This won't be the last time we talk uh, for sure, especially over the off season. That's when dynasty you said we can sleep during the summer, but we won't sleep. We'll get you cranked up and no, ready to go for the next I, one. I don't sleep. I'm <laughs> just saying if you want to sleep, if you want a little bit of a break from it, you can get it in Dynasty versus a Devi or Canton. But me, no. I'm never sleeping. Uh, I'm just always going. Well, thank Always you looking for me. the deal. You know what I'm saying? The art of the deal, the trade guy, the guru. 
Uh, and while you're at it, while you're trying to make deals, make that prize picks deal. Go over to prizepicks.com, get that 100% deposit match using the promo code SGP to pick the over unders. You got time to do it for Sunday's games. Uh, make sure you get going over there. Of course, make sure you find this show and every episode, past, present, and future, on the SGPN app. Go download that. Toss us an app review while you're at it. Good luck, everybody, in the meantime, on your Week 13 matchups. Good luck in your Dynasty matchups. Hopefully you can wheel and deal, grab some of these guys we're talking about. But as always, until next time we see each other, let it ride. Let it ride.